Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast that doesn't have a name, but we do know it is all about the drivers. Hey, it's Eric Wesley, Frank Carroll, and Mike Kwiatkowski back with you guys again. Mike and Frank, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Fabulous. You know, I just got back from vacation. I'm tan, rested, and ready. And, uh, you know, still don't have any hair. So I'm, I'm glad about that. <laughs> Does that mean tan? Does that mean you went to the island somewhere, Frank? Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm on. Everything was good, huh? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Down. Very relaxing. Okay. Okay. Mike K., what's going on with you? Oh, well, well, Frank's been, you know, lounging at the beach. I've been working here, my working my tail off here in Dallas, trying to make up for lost time, Eric. So, <laughs> okay, no, I just mean. got back from New York. To, actually, I just got back from New York. I got to visit the Big Apple this week. Um, we're rolling on a this new regional pool concept. So we had a really great meeting up in New York and got back late last night. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't been with you in, it, it seems like forever, uh, but I know it's probably only been a few weeks. So we are going to crank up the bus and get things going again. Frank and Mike have a lot to talk about when it comes to the uh, regional pool base, garage pool base concept. Is that correct, Mike? Uh, yeah, we do have a lot to talk about. It's um. It's something that's been we've been working on for a couple of months now. I think we've we've touched on it briefly, but we're kind of taking it to a whole next level in the la in the last couple of weeks. And it's something that's going to transform the way we do things as a company, especially in the short term. So we want to make sure drivers, you know, kind of understand where we're going, what we're trying to do, and probably most importantly, what they can do to help. All right. Well, I'll, I'll let you and Frank kind of walk us through this roadmap of. Uh... Uh, from A to Z on what the drivers need to know about the latest when it comes to this. The key thing as it relates to drivers, uh, and not to overcomplicate this, but the key thing is to is we, we want buses to stay within certain regions so that drivers, one, can kind of get acclimated to driving the same buses, but also mm -hmm. so our maintenance department can have a specific set of buses that they work on and they can be proactive in doing so. Now, what does that mean to the driver? Base, it's pretty simple. Take the bus that's assigned to you. You know, don't take that shiny one over there in the corner. Uh, log into your driver app. Make sure you do that before you log into anything else. Log into the driver app. And then um, when you find your work assignment, go and assign the schedule to yourself by selecting yourself as the driver. You'll see the bus number in that field. Once you see that bus number, go find your bus, click on the DVIR, and get started with that process as well. So it's all self-contained, and you would really help us out by selecting the right bus every time. Right. Yeah, that's you know great way to start off because it's it's all about buses, making sure that they're in good condition and they're ready to go to start the day. You know, as you guys know, we have an older fleet. It's not 100% reliable. So what it's going to take is some love and care at the garages. So each one of these bus circulations has built-in time at the garage to get the work done, right? So if you think about it, you know, drivers have tours. They go from A to B, B to C, back home again every day, every day and a half, maybe two days or so. We're going to do the exact same thing with our buses. So they're going to have a set work schedule so they get back to the garage, they get service, they get fueled, they get the PMIs done so we can reduce the road failures 
and we can improve our, you know, NPS scores and on-time performance. So the big mind shift change to me, it's, it's for years, it's driving me crazy. People say, well, a bus is a bus, right? This, we got this mindset that a bus is a bus. We got to change that whole mindset, right? That bus has a job to do and it's to go from A to B to C and back to A again so that it can get the love and care that it needs from the maintenance people. And that's why it's so important the drivers, to Frank's point, take the bus that's been assigned and to make sure that it stays on the circulation so it can get back home to its garage. The key is, I mean, you talk about all the benefits, uh, but when we have buses that are being proactively worked by our maintenance department, then there's residual benefits to the drivers because you get a bus that's not going to road fail and to our passengers by creating those moments of magic by getting them to their destination on time which is our right. number one metric that me customers measure us on. Yeah, and speaking, you know, speaking of customer metrics, I know there's on-time performance, which is A, the probably number one thing, and it is the number one thing customers gauge us on. Uh, we do a lot of customer surveys, and I think two things that I've always gleaned from the surveys. Number one is the customers really appreciate and recognize that the drivers are probably some of the, is probably one of the better things in our entire service. What we provide, they get, drivers get the highest, we call them either customer survey scores or net promoter scores. They have a big influence on the way customers perceive Greyhound and perceive the company. Right. So that's number one thing I get out of them. And the second thing is, is long delays, bad on-time performance. That just kills our NPS score. And unfortunately, we've had some really bad NPS scores the last couple of weeks. Frank, I'll give you, a, you know, here's a, here's the test. How, how bad do you think our NPS scores have been the last couple of weeks? Well, I, I know they've been pretty bad. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try to venture a guess at it. Um, but I know that the good news is that it's not really a, a directly related to our driver performance. Our drivers have been carrying the flag. For, uh, our customers recognize the great performance, not only the professionalism, the way they're dressed, but how they operate the coach and, and getting our customers uh, and how they interact with our customers. So great job drivers. Now we have to do our part from an operations perspective to make sure that we get great buses out there on the road every time. You know, if you think about the way Greyhound operates, um, the other mind shift change that we're working on is we're very, we have a huge network. We're the only carrier nationwide that goes, you know, all the way from Maine to California, Las Vegas. We have the biggest network and not only in North America, but it, it's bigger than any network in Europe. I mean, we run more buses. We're probably the most complicated bus operation, and obviously in North America, and as part of the whole Flix company, uh, up, you know, family of companies, if you will. And we've done things on a very centralized basis historically, right? Well, mm -hmm. one of the big other things we're working on changing is we're trying to decentralize a lot of the decision making when it comes to resources. And again, buses and drivers, and we're trying to get that out of the the ivory tower here in Dallas and get that out to the regional folks, the local folks, the garage folks, so they can make quicker, faster, better decisions. That's the, and that's the other thing we've been working on. That's why we were in New York this week, was to work with George, our NISA, and all the garage managers in the Northeast to how to implement this so that we can become better as far as utilizing our resources as a company. Yeah, that boots on the ground mentality. They're right there where the action's going on. They know better. 
obviously we can always look at analytics from like you said from an ivory tower perspective but sometimes when when the when you can make that decision on demand that's the best decision to make create those moments of magic for our customers so i'm excited about that well mike i was going to ask is there any uh feedback on how the regions are doing uh with this concept because i know we started this a little bit uh what a month a couple of months ago but yeah we kind of um, kicked off version you know Version three about, yeah, about a month or so ago. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee it's, it was a struggle at first because it, it, they tend to, but what we've really changed and I'll have to give all the credit to um, the people in Dallas. They really kind of took this over and embraced it. They locked themselves in, in a room for like a week to try to figure this out. Right. Cause, and the challenge to them was knowing where every bus and every driver was every day. Right. You think about it, you know, Evan and Al and Buddy, the garage manager there, their charge was to find out where every bus, every driver was every day and using the system to do that because now they own it. Right. Especially the fleet side. Again, it's no longer a bus is a bus is they own their fleet. So they were digging up reports. They're looking on computer screens or getting GPS pings. Heck, they're calling drivers to figure out what's going on with this bus, where it is. And it really does. The, the drivers play a big part in this. And that's why we're you know talking about it quite so much today is again take the bus if something happens tell somebody you know if the bus is not ready for service if you have to go to a location and put the bus out of service because it doesn't meet the dot requirements you know do what you're trained to do call mrd so that way they know somebody that something's going on so they can get a new bus back on the circulation but eric i guess back to your point was the question was they went from like 30 percent compliance to 75 percent per clients within five days and they got to 100% compliance out of the Dallas garage within a week. But it took a tremendous amount of focus and effort and, you know, calling drivers. They were having call drivers to figure out what was going on in certain locations. So we know it can work. We know it can be successful. It's a, It just takes a lot of work and energy to get it there. So yeah. that's and, what we're and, kicking and off. And I'm not, not to kick this can down the, the road again, but the key thing as it relates to drivers is to take the right bus, right? Uh, you really help us out. We don't have to call drivers. We don't have to uh, look at uh, reports. The system will tell us where you are when you take the right bus. So right. please do so. That's important. Even if it's a Bolt bus, right? I mean, I know there's that's some right. Bolt buses. <laughs> I saw one in Dallas the other day. And I'm like, man, that's an, an orange bus looks funny. But you know what? It meets the DOT requirements. A lot of the Bolt buses actually got refurbed, so they're in pretty good shape. Um, but yeah, take those buses as well. And we, we told garage managers, you know, make sure that they talk you guys through it, right? If, if you, if the bus is not ready, find a garage manager, have them come out, have them walk you through. Cause that bus does need to meet all the DOT requirements to go on the road. We're not saying again, no one's saying don't take a bus if it's not safe, but if you That's have right. questions, you're not sure, call MRD, find a garage manager, find a garage supervisor. Um, they're there to help. Mike and Frank, um, just kind of a recap, this regional pool-based concept, the overall goal, can you state that one more time for us and uh, what the company's trying to do with this process? Number one, improve operational performance, right? We've got to get better on-time performance-wise, less cancellations, better on-time performance. That's the number one thing because if we know we'd get the operational stuff right, we'll start making better the customers will enjoy it enjoy it they'll come back buy more tickets and we'll start doing better on the financial side so if we get the operational side 
done correctly, the financial side tends to take care of itself. And we want to simplify some things in our operations. Again, really, no longer this, it's this big interconnected black box of a network that's very difficult to manage. We'll kind of simplify it by breaking it down into, the, into these 10 to 14 different pools so that we can oversight, make sure we got buses, make sure garage managers have buses. You know, in talking with the maintenance guys, the mechanics I talked to about this, we did this a couple, they're excited because they now have ownership of the bus, right? They can sh- and now instill a sense of pride and quality into that bus. Uh, I think I told you one time, they used to go f- get so frustrated because they'd see a shoddy repair, but they couldn't figure out which garage did it. But now they own it, right? So the garage guys I've talked to said, hey, this is the way we should have been doing things all along. It's funny, I talked to a driver in New York. He said the same thing. He said, man, this is something we did back in 1996. So he's kind of glad to see we're getting back to the basics, again, trying to simplify things to make life better. And that kind of speaks to what we've talked about on previous calls as well, Mike, about you know uh, engaging the driver uh, towards putting them first. Obviously, we want, we want to give them good equipment so they can be their best selves out there on the road. But as we evolve as a company and and we continue to look at ways that uh, we can include the driver perspective in everything that we do, first things first, let's let's put a quality driver and a happy driver out there on the road. And just another little sneak preview is, you know, we are in negotiations to buy some new buses. We know new buses are going to fix some of the hurries. We can't buy, you know, entire new fleet all at one time. Uh, But that is our number, our number one priority is to get that finalized. Uh, so we can get some new equipment in here as well. Well, Mike, Frank, anything else before we uh, depart? Just want to thank all the drivers out there, everybody, you know, everybody does their part, makes company, you know, A, it's a great place to work. B, you guys stay safe, you know, do what you can to stay safe. We want everybody to come home safe each and every day. Absolutely. I I totally uh, concur with that. Please be safe out there. Uh, I know we're kind of rolling into a slower period, but it's only a low uh, before we roll into the holiday season. So please prepare yourselves for that. Please make sure to get your fall training done and uh, Mm -hmm. any compliance courses that are required uh, and your TSA training. Please make sure to get all those things done. It's important. Uh, if you haven't need any support with your driver uh, driver app or your access to your apps, please contact the support desk, and I'm here to support you as well. So thank you so much. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for uh, tuning in and joining us yet once again for this podcast that is all about the drivers. Everyone be safe out there. <laughs>